the devil's going to try to do everything he can to shut you down. Amen. So he's going to do everything he can to try to discourage you from operating in the kingdom like the way we should operate in the kingdom. So we have to be very careful that we're not allowing the devil to take us down. And then what the enemy wants us to do. Listen, if you want to whip the devil, you know, you're going to have to get out of the you got to get out of the area of of um, the natural. You have to get into the supernatural and how you get out of the area of the natural uh, and get into supernatural. The only way you're going to beat the devil is by faith. You got to stay in the arena of faith. If, 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 you, if you get out of faith, the devil has you. The devil will take you down. If, you get, if, if the enemy can get you in doubt and unbelief, get you throwing up your hands and saying, what's the use? It ain't worth it. What's the use of coming to church? What's the use of, of paying my tithes? I'm getting attacked. Listen, that's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to throw in the towel. He wants you to, to quit. He wants you to give up. But we're not those that shrink back, you know. We're those that keep pressing in until we see the fullness of the promise of God in our life. And so we need to keep pressing in. So here we see here that that the enemy will, as you see here, as we confess our sins in verse 9, God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, but not only forgive us, but to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Well, one of the tactics of the enemy is he will try to get our past to mess up our future in Christ. In other words, he will try to get us looking back at the things that we haven't done right and try to evaluate all those things and and, and look at those things as a reason why we could be in the mess that we're in today or the reason why the devil's attacking us today. You know, listen, if you confess your sins... Then it's under the blood. The Bible says that he throws your sins as far as the east is from the west. The Bible actually says that he, that God will not remember your sins, that he will blot out your iniquities and that he chooses not to remember them, not for your sake, but for his sake. That's pretty interesting. Isaiah, it says that I choose not to remember your sins for my sake. Not for your sake. That's pretty good. In other words, God wants us walking in the blessing so much, He's willing to forget about it. He's willing to forget about our past, our past mess-ups. And so if He is throwing that... I'm getting out of my chair now. If He is throwing... If He is... You know, if that's what the Lord is saying... Man, if the Lord is saying, I'm thrown in the sea of forgetfulness, then why are you bringing it back up? Why are you saying, well, it must have been what I did two months ago when I should have given more of an offering. I thought the Lord told me, listen, repent. Ask God to forgive you. And now God can't, doesn't remember it anymore. And then we're trying to bring these things up. And we're trying to, you know, bring up old baggage and old stuff. And, and, and all that will do is bring condemnation. Yes, yes. And, and, you know, listen, condemnation will try to tell you you're not worthy. Yes. You, you, you know, that God doesn't like you. Amen. Condemnation is terrible to deal with. Yes. That's, why it's, that's why it's very difficult as Christians 
It, it, you don't want to be walking in sin or living in sin because condemnation will creep up in your equation. Amen. And it will make you feel like that you don't deserve anything from God. Amen. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying to you today? But God is blessing you not on your merit. He's blessing you on his merit. Amen. God's not just blessing you on just your faithfulness. He's, he's blessing you on his faithfulness. Thank God for faithfulness and he will bless the faithful. But the Bible says in, in Psalms, it says feed on his faithfulness. So we need to look at the goodness of God when we're in dealing with problems in our lives. And when we're dealing with that, we have to look, we have to, look to God. You know, it's interesting to me when the, sin, when the sinners came to Jesus, they came to Jesus just believing that Jesus would do something, but they never came to Jesus, you know, for all these sinners that came that had problems, never had a list of, uh, of the good things that they did so they could get healed. They never came to Jesus and said, Jesus, I've done all these good things. Now I need to get my healing. None of the sinners did that. None of the people that were afflicted came to Jesus and said, listen, I have a right to be healed. They, this, they just came in humility and they just said, uh, will thou make me whole? Will thou heal me? And, you know, they didn't even know, you know, a lot of these people, the sinners that came to them didn't even know the Bible, didn't even know the, the word of God. The Pharisees knew it. The Pharisees were more in the word, but they didn't recognize Jesus. And Jesus was giving all, all these blessings to the people that were humble. Amen. To the people that were looking to Jesus for their, for their blessing and not looking to themselves. A lot of times what happens is that we get religiously minded. And what we, have, we tend to do, if we haven't done anything wrong, the, the enemy on the flip side... What he will try to do is get you to look at all the things you've done right and then get you thinking that it's not fair that you're under this persecution. And then you start saying, God, this is not fair. Why, God, are you allowing this to happen? Have you ever heard that before? God, why are you? God's not allowing these things to happen. I mean, the bottom line is I don't believe that. I don't believe that God is putting you through the test. But I believe that the devil is coming to steal the word. Amen. God has already given us a way out of the test. Amen. He's already provided us with his word. Yes. You know, the Bible says that, that Satan comes immediately to steal the word. That's what the devil, that's his whole job description is to steal the word of God from us. Amen. To steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's pretty, that's pretty harsh, kill and destroy, you know. The devil wants to obliterate us. Yes. So his, he's after the word that's in us. Amen. He's after the word. So, so we have to make sure when the enemy's coming against us that we're not just looking at our good works, but we're looking under Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Yes. Amen. Amen. Jesus is the author and finisher of your faith. Amen. But a lot of times what we tend to do is we get legalistic and believe in God for our healing. And we say, well, God, I've done all these good things, so we should get healed. No, no, you just got to look at all the good things Jesus did. He already paid the price for your healing. He already paid the price uh, for, for your prosperity. The Bible says that by Jesus' stripes, you were made healed. Amen? 
And the Bible says through his poverty, we become rich. And that's more just in financial riches. We have all blessings in heavenly places. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? But we have to get to know, you know, I think what's plaguing us is, number one, we don't know who we are in Christ. We got to get to know who we are in Christ. The Bible says that we're new creations in Christ. Old things are passed away and all things have become new. We have to get a revelation of this, that 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 we're that we're in him. And he's in us, the hope of glory, that you're not alone. The devil will always try to make you think, even as a Christian, that you're alone. That is the biggest lie on planet Earth. The Bible says that God will never leave you nor forsake you. That he's with you to the ends of the age or the ends of the earth. I like the ends of the age. Amen. And he's with you. So God is with you. The enemy will try to make you feel like you're by yourself. That you're that you're secluded. That nobody understands what you're going through. And I'm going to say this. Jesus understands what you're going through. People, per se, may not understand, but Jesus, you know, is touched with the feelings of our infirmities. And Jesus went through everything he went through to feel our pain. And he he knows what you're going through. He knows what it's like to be betrayed. He knows what it's like to be lonely. He knows what it's like. You know, when he was on the cross, you know, God had to take his hand off of him, Father God. And he, he became alone on the cross. Yes. Why? So that we will never be alone. Isn't that awesome? So the devil will try to make you think you're alone in your affliction. That nobody understands. You know, the, the devil tried to play that on Elijah. When Elijah was doing some great works for God. And Elijah, you know, uh, did, did some great works for God. And uh, killed a lot of prophets of Baal. And had a mighty victory. And then Jezebel uh, sent word from Jezebel that, he, that, that Jezebel was going to kill Elijah. And Elijah was, you know, got nervous and started running for his life. Amen. And he almost forgot that God was with him and he's a mighty prophet. So it's easy to forget even you sitting here and I will call you a mighty man or woman of God. It's easy for us to get weary and tired in the battle. Amen. And see, Elijah got weary and he got tired in the battle. And he was talking to the Lord and he just said to the Lord, I just want to die. Have you ever felt that way? Yes. In your affliction, oh man, just rapture me now, Lord. Yes. Lord, just come to me, rapture me now. I'm ready to go. I've run up all my credit card bills. I'm ready to go. <laughs> they used to, sometimes, you know, you have waves of people saying Jesus would come back. And you'd hear stories of, of Christians running up their credit cards, thinking that Jesus is going to come back in a certain day. And they, they went to, you know, went to Disney World and all this, and Jesus didn't come back. And they got the card with all the debt on it. And, uh, you know, it's not, you know, but anyway. Um, but, but God is for us, and Elijah was there. And, you know, and he wanted to die where he was at. And a lot of times we just feel like we want to die. But listen, you just got to keep pressing in. You got to tell the devil to get off your case. You got to bind the devil in your situation. 
you got to loose your ministering angels. You bind the devil and loose your angels. The Bible says in, in Psalms 103 that God hearkens to the voice of his word. At the end of Psalms 103. So as we speak the word of God... Uh, well, angels hearken to the voice of God's word. As we speak God's word, angels will hearken to that word. Yeah. Amen. At the end of Psalms 103. So, so the bottom line is, we need to take our authority. We don't want to be like Elijah. But even when Elijah was there in what I call, you know, his, his down season, he was in his downtime. The Lord said, I have reserved 7,000 people who have not, you know, bowed their knee to Baal. So there were 7,000 people that were still being faithful to God. The devil will only try to make you look like, you know, you're the only Christian. You're the only Christian on your job. You're the only Christian. And that's not true. You know, it's just that you haven't met the, the, the right people yet. But the enemy will always try to make you think that you're by yourself and that you're, you know, that you, you're, you know, you're not by yourself. You have Jesus on the inside of you. The greater one abides on the inside of you. And so we need to understand that Jesus is the greater one. The enemy, what he will try to do is he will try to get us, you know, looking at our circumstances and looking at these things. When circumstances get bigger than the promises of God, the circumstances will swallow us up. But what we have to do is we got to get the promises bigger than the circumstances that we're looking at. Yes. With, with Eve, she, you know, back to opening doors. With Eve, she opened doors with the lust of her eyes. You know, it's what, they, what it says in John. Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the boastful pride of life. And she opened herself up to the tree. And she, it was good for food, the Bible says. And it was good to make one knowledgeable. Amen. And so she, she, that temptation, you know, for her to yield, open the door for the devil to come in. But, you know, Jesus, even though the devil may be here, Jesus made a provision for us to rule and reign over the devil. He has given us authority. It says in, in, in the book of Luke, chapter 10, verse 19, it says, Behold, I've given you authority. I've given you power to tread upon scorpions and serpents and all over all the works of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. So when Jesus was here, he was showing us how to dominate the devil. He was showing us how to how to, you know, how to dominate him by by commanding him to get out of your life. Whenever Jesus would walk in, sometimes he would walk in a church, a synagogue. He would walk in and uh, unclean spirits would start screaming out, Have you come to torment us before the time? Jesus came. He was the only, now he's a New Testament prophet, but nobody cast out demons until Jesus came. Amen. And so when Jesus came, he was showing us that we have the power to bind those devils that are trying to hinder us from walking and running this race that God has put before us. You have authority over the devil. You have authority over sickness. You have authority over this. And you need to take your God-giving authority. And so this is what the enemy will do is he will try to make you think that you don't have any authority. He will try to make you think that he's bigger and greater than God. He will try to make you think your circumstances will never change. But circumstances are changing. Amen. 
What we need to do is keep speaking the word until the word changes the circumstances. We got to keep confessing the promises of God word over the circumstances until the circumstances start to change. Some of us are dealing with, you know, disease in our bodies or weaknesses in our bodies. We have to take the promises of God's word pertaining to healing and start confessing. Bind the devil. Take authority over that sickness. Say, I bind you. you, you this is how you do it. Say, I bind you, Satan, from operating against my body. And Father God, I stand in agreement. By Jesus stripes, I'm healed. And you, and you stand in agreement with God's word. And then you start thanking God that the healing power is working in your life. Amen. Amen. That's how we have to do it. In the book, in the book of um, Ephesians, which I would, uh, I would like to you know, give you a homework assignment, is to study out the book of Ephesians. But if you'll find out, in the book of Ephesians, look at verse 3. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. So we're blessed with every spiritual blessing. And then when you work your way down, it, it says here in verse 17, these, uh, these are called the, the, prayers, the uh, prayers of Ephesians or the uh, prayers prayed for the Ephesian church. Uh, the uh, Ephesian prayers. This, this, if you want to start growing in Christ and you want your family members to start growing in Christ, start praying the Ephesian prayers over yourself and over your family members. And this is important. Start praying that God, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge in Him. Start praying that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of His calling, what is the riches and glory of His inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of His power towards us who believe, according to the work and mighty power that He brought about in Christ. And you, what you do is you put your name in there. And I pray these prayers for myself, for my family, and for you guys. And so if you want uh, you know, your faith to go higher, start getting the Ephesian prayers into your equation. Start getting some wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. In, uh, in, in Ephesians 3, verse 14, uh, there's another place where it talks about the Ephesian prayers. And so you want to pray these Ephesian prayers here too. And we have them on the table. I notice that we do have Ephesian prayers. And so you insert your name in them. And see, the devil doesn't want you praying scriptural prayers. The devil doesn't want you praying at all. But if you start praying these Ephesian prayers over yourself and over your family members, you're gonna, your eyes are going to be open. The reason why we're not walking in the victory that we need to walk in, as we should, is because our eyes aren't open to a greater truth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We are, we, there's, there's some darkness. There's, there's not a, a lot of light in some areas of our life. And so the more light that you have, the more truth that you're going to have. And the more truth that you're going to have, the more freedom you're going to walk in. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so we need to get back to prayer. We need to get back to praying these Ephesian prayers. Uh, uh, this one minister... He prayed this prayer over himself, uh, the Ephesian prayers over himself over a thousand times. He, he, he said over a thousand times. And he said over a six-month period. He said God started revealing to him so much revelation. 
and he was a pastor. He, he started receiving so much revelation, he thought, what have I been preaching? He said, I must have been preaching nothing. You know, he, he was embarrassed of all the years he was preaching, and he was just preaching milk toast messages, and nothing that was really strong and sturdy for people to stand on. And he was, and, but God started giving him so much revelation in the Word of God that he became a spiritual giant. Praise God. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Yes. And God wants to raise up spiritual giants in this church. Yes. And He doesn't want us to be knocked down by every wind of adversity. Amen. He doesn't want us to be blown down by every uh, thing that comes against us. Amen. He wants us standing strong in Him. Yes. The Bible says, once you've done all, stand and keep standing. So as we pray the the Ephesian prayers in chapter 1 and chapter 3, as we start doing that, um, the enemy, uh, the more light you have, the less the enemy can work against you. He only works, he can work against people that are ignorant. He works against the Christian that doesn't know their rights in Christ. He works against us who doesn't know who we are in Christ. So that's how he works against us, through deception and through ignorance. He deceives us because we don't know enough word to combat him. The Bible says that my people perish because they lack knowledge. So God's people will perish because we're not in the word enough. We're not sharpening our swords. We're not speaking the word. The enemy's getting us out of the arena of faith into the natural realm. And we got to get back into faith. Again, if we stay in faith, we'll whip the devil every time. But if we get out of faith, the devil will whip us. The devil doesn't know how to handle you. When something comes at you, you start going, ha, 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 The devil can't handle that. He just slaps you upside the face. Ha, 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 are you hear what I'm saying today? Yes. Well, doesn't the Bible say in James 1, when you encounter trials and tribulations, count it all joy? Ah, ha, 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 ha. Doesn't the Bible say count it all joy when you encounter trials and tribulations? It doesn't say cry and go, go to the brook and try to get fed by a bird. It doesn't say that. You know, the Bible says uh, rejoice. The Bible says rejoice, and again I say rejoice. Yes. You know, the Bible has a lot to say about rejoicing, praising the Lord, giving glory to God, praising Him in the midst of the, of the problem. I remember hearing a story of this one lady that was dealing with uh, a, a disease. She was a missionary serving God. And she caught this disease, and this was years ago. I'm not talking about Ebola, but it, it, was, a, it was a disease years ago. And by the way, we're protected from Ebola. Amen. Amen. We're protected, amen, because the blood protects us. Amen. What you can use, you can use the name of Jesus. You can use the word of God. And you can use the blood of Jesus. Use all three. Amen. And uh, praise God. But she was on a mission field. And the Lord revealed to her. She kept praying for healing. And the Lord said, and the Lord revealed to her, gave uh, an angel appeared to her and showed her a scale and showed that, that her petitions were much heavier, uh, was much heavier than her praises. And the angel said, if your, if your praises equal out your petitions, that's when you will get healed. See, what we're doing, what we're missing on, we may be speaking the word, but we're not praising God enough. 
we're not laughing at the situation. The Bible says laugh in the face of famine. We need to start laughing in the face of the opposition. Nobody likes to be laughed at and the devil especially doesn't like to be laughed at. And and we just got to laugh and go ha 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 devil. We have to that's exercising your authority. I heard of this one person that was being attacked in his finances. And uh, and it was a five it was it was a five year attack, but he but God brought him out of it and never you know lacked ever since after that five year attack. But he learned to stand on the word of God, and uh, you know he would look you know he owned uh, restaurants and he owned building you know I think maybe office buildings, but he would go to in front of a restaurant that wasn't doing well and he would just start laughing ha 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. And this, this restaurant's making money, glory to God. And he would just speak to it and thank God and laugh. And you know what? It would start turning things around. What? Can that work? Yeah. Because you're siding with God. You're, you're siding with the fact is that you've got the victory. That the devil's already defeated. And we're just enforcing his defeat. And so that's what we need to do. We need to probably praise God more and petition Him less. We need to start praising Him and giving Him glory when we start encountering these things. And so, you know, the Bible says you put on the full armor of God that you're able to stand in the evil day. You put on the truth, the belt of truth that holds up the weapons. You've got to walk in the truth. Put on peace. Shod your feet with peace, which means that we're staying in peace and we're not harboring any bitterness or ill will towards God or people. Amen. 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 We got to stay at peace. Yes. Yes. We, ha- we have the breastplate of righteousness, which means that Jesus is our righteousness, but we have right standing with God through the blood of Jesus. That we don't have to earn our righteousness. Thank God for that. Because yes. I would have failed on that deal. I'm glad I don't have to earn my righteousness. That I can just believe in the blood, believe in the word of God, and we have we, we can stand in the righteousness of God. Amen. I remember hearing a story, man. I got to close this down. Of of uh, this man that that had a vision of Jesus, and he was in Jesus's presence, and he dropped down on his knees and he started worshiping Jesus at his feet. You probably do the same thing, and he and he would say, "I'm not worthy." I'm not worthy. And Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him up, and he said, My blood has made you worthy. Get off your knees. My blood has made you worthy. Some of us think, Oh my God, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. No, Jesus' blood has made you worthy. You don't earn your worthiness. Jesus bought and paid your worthiness. Jesus paid the full price. So you don't have to earn it. You don't have to look at all the good things that you have done to get your healing or to get your deliverance or to get your freedom. You just look to Jesus. Just keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on the Word. Don't back off the Word. And you will see the fruition of the Word in your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today, saints? There's no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. The Bible says this. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment, 
reads your show to be wrong for our justification is not of us, it's of him. Your justification is not of you, but it's of God. You're justified because of God. Not because of your goodness, not because of your greatness, but because of his goodness and because of his greatness. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at Regal Stadium 12 Movie Theater located at 104 Constitution Drive, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 10 o'clock a.m. Nursery and Children's Church provided. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit us at www.exceedlifechurch.org.